I want him to be Marlon's man. Do y'all know who that is? Is this one of the Wayne's brothers? Mm -hmm. Is that a Wayne's brother? Got a flag. Got a flag. It's all those cold winters, man. They just don't know what to do with themselves. I got a punch and fuck everything. Got a flag. Tell him, got a flag. Time to find cheap, outdated jerseys like the one I'm wearing right. on eBay. Got a flag. Tell him, got a flag. Seven a week. One size fits all. What about me? This don't fit on me at all. like I had a while to come up with some way, some fun way to begin episode 120, Throw the Flag, but I don't. I uh, sat on it. I procrastinated. I sat on it not unlike A-Rod sat on that toilet. Oh yeah, what's been happening? Oh man. man. Um, you know, I don't know. There's There's been not, not, a, not a lot of like... Not a lot of movement. <laughs> <laughs> Story's been constipated. Um, you know, he uh, decided ultimately not to sue, I believe, was an update. Oh, that's good for him. That's an update. Yeah, that is an update. Uh, he's going to put up blinds. That's also good for his privacy. Yeah, They, they should have already like been there. It is a bathroom. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I think is a, uh, you know, something to do if uh, a picture gains worldwide notoriety of you taking a slam. I mean, that's win-win for everybody. You know, he wins. He doesn't look like he's a, you know, a big bully. He's just going to let it slide, and it's going to be something he'll laugh about. Let it slide. This is from page six, which I don't know if that's like an offshoot of like... Some sort of tabloid? I think it might be. A-Rod apparently likes to linger on the lavatory at his Park Avenue apartment without closing the blinds, and the former Yankee slugger was caught with his pants down on the throne by a photographer who is privy to a clear view from the adjacent building. The photo, which has been seen by page six, but we won't publish for privacy reasons, mm. shows A-Rod in blue shirt, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he, there's one line, he shares the $17.5 million apartment with fiance Jennifer Lopez. The place has four and a half bathrooms, so A-Rod could have chosen a quieter hot corner. What is a hot corner? I, I, I th- third base. Third base is a hot corner. Why are we doing that oh. in the the UK? Why is the UK call a bathroom a hot? Corner? That's what I was gonna say. Page. Uh, now I'm remembering that page six is definitely a British tab. They're the UK like new, they're like the New York. Okay. Host of the UK. I th- I think uh, what's his name uh, Rupert. Murdoch probably owns both of them, too. Um, hot Corner. I'm going to yeah. start calling the bathroom the Hot Corner. Please don't. God, that just conjures up the worst yeah, the worst I mean, craps you've ever taken. Yeah. A lot of steam coming off that crap. Hey, where's Judy? She's late for our 2 o'clock meeting. Oh, she's in the Hot Corner. Oh, boy. <laughs> Taking a hot slam in the Hot Corner. <laughs> mm. Football episode 120 of Throw the Flag. Uh, how's everybody doing? We're back. We're only 300 away, guys. We're only 300 <laughs> away from 420. Oh, I get it. 
<laughs> hey, hey, you go get yeah, it. Yeah, man. Well, you know, since we've been gone. Since you've been gone. Thank you. Since we've been gone, uh, Alabama agreed to a two and one uh, series. A uh, menage a trois series. If with you will. Uh, University of South Florida, not University of Central Florida. No. The team everybody loves to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens in a two for one series? For two sure? for one is Alabama gets two home games and then they honor that with a return trip to Tampa to play USF on the road. So is it Tuscaloosa, Tampa, Tuscaloosa, or is it Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa, Tampa? I think it's Tampa, Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa. Really? They get get up front. Yeah, they get it up front, and then we get it in the rear. (laughs) EA Sports. Mm -hmm. In the old hot corner. In the old... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And this uh, certainly angered some UCF fans. Sure, because a couple months ago, uh, the University of Florida is trying to beef up their non-conference schedule, and they reached out to the University of Central Florida and said, hey, uh, you know, you want some TV eyes, you want the publicity, we, the University of Florida, will give you a two-for-one, where we play twice in Gainesville and then once in Orlando, and UCF balked and said, we are better than that. Uh, we deserve a one for one for one. So they completely balked at the idea, and then people are like, "Come on, UCF!" They didn't really. Yeah, you're not there yet. Meanwhile, USF takes the two for one against a team in a better position. Um, and USF and UCF are rivals. Rivals, yeah, correct. In the so same shitty conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, you were kind of annoyed at first, but once UCF had a problem with it. Oh, yeah, I was all on board. At first, I was like, come on, Alabama, get some, we need some better beef on the schedule, but then I was like, wait a second, this just pisses in UCS lemonade. (laughs) So, (laughs) I am glad you drank a whole bunch of a, or you ate a whole bunch of asparagus last night, because you're going to pee in that lemonade and make it very, very asparagus Just the saddest kind of Arnold Palmer. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Doodoo Pee Pee, the podcast (laughs) that talks about doodoo and also pee. In that order. So um, I, I'm on board now, uh, and then it got me thinking, it's like, you know, you can't play Ohio State and Michigan every year. You've got to, uh, p- having USF on the schedule is a lot better than New Mexico State or Mercer. A little better. Or Western Kentucky. So yeah. it's it's a, it's getting a B-minus opponent as opposed to like a D. It will be the first time Alabama travels to a non-Power 5 school since, I think, 93, 94, Duke. Tulane. Oh, right. yeah, Duke. Well, Duke, oh, Duke no, is that, Power that would, 5. No, no, that's, that's oh, yeah, the Power Duke 5. I'm sorry. Sure. I, yeah, I just, think about, sure. I, I just think about how weird it was to be in a stadium with a track <laughs> but you're, around but it you're, and see the Crimson Tide roll. See the see the reigning Heisman Trophy winner have his first game back mm-hmm. against a team with a track around the field. But Sean's right. It does... Uh, it will it will seem weird for that like first couple minutes, but then it's just like oh, this is just like any other football game. Yeah. You know, so whatever. It'll it'll feel like uh, yeah. you know playing Arkansas. Yeah, it will. I like it when you see. I like to see different uniforms on the field that I recognize. I, I think all that shit's neat. Free. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Um, because I read an article that this this USF uh, two for one two for Tuesday with USF was a part of, um, and it really talked about why scheduling is so important now. Um, and one of the things that it pointed out was the dwindling attendance. Uh, you are a season ticket holder. You have been to more games in the past few years than I certainly have. Have you noticed a drastic emptying of seats in Brighton? And the, the seats between the end zones, for so from one end zone to the other end zone, it's fairly full. 
But in the upper decks, the end zone seats, especially the upper upper decks, the second level, it's... Are there still the student sections? Uh, on one side of the field it is. Yeah. It, it's thin. It's very thin. So I would say, okay. you know, capacity is 100,000. I would say non-SEC games, they probably pull 85 to 90. So it's fairly good attendance, but it's definitely not capacity. Um, and then again, it's also kind of hard to tell because some of the seats are red, so it's hard to distinguish when you're trying to look if a seat has a person right. in it or if it's an empty chair. That's a good, uh, not a bad strategy. But I will say that no. most of the seats are sold, and then it's just a matter of whether or not people go to the games, yeah. too. So. so that was the next thing I was going to say. Is it is it that the people don't come in at all, or do they kind of come in, hang out for a while, and then get out I, of there? I think that's part of it, especially um, especially like once it gets halftime and the game's 30 to nothing. Uh, a lot of people like to beat the traffic because a lot of people don't live yeah, they're coming in from Tuscaloosa. Or, so. yeah. um, right. I, I remember right. the, uh, you know, when we lost to ULL mm-hmm. or ULM, mm-hmm. whoever it was in, in 07, that was something like my 100th, mm-hmm. you know, Bama game going to just because my dad always took me to games starting in 89. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think we did not leave early once. Mm-hmm. And uh, clearly, we were nowhere near successful. Shout out nowhere near Johnny successful <laughs> as as we are now. Real. The one time that we that stayed all four quarters was when we we lost to Arkansas like twenty nine twenty eight in ninety four or something like that. So yeah, it's as far as back to your question. I guess what you're trying to shoot for, Hankins, is do I think having USF come twice to Tuscaloosa will boost attendance or how many people actually show up to the stadium from like. 90% to 95%, maybe the yeah. first time, but not the second time. But, you know, yeah. it's just one of the things. Just just in general, I like cuz I don't I don't go to a lot of college football games, but I do go to a lot of sporting events and I am with my wrestling background, I'm always counting the house. Always, mm-hmm. always, always counting the house. I'm always checking the empty seats. But since I watch most of these games on TV, I'm not you don't have the opportunity to really see how full something is, and if you're watching SEC versus SEC matchups, those are always going to be full. Um, but Georgia, over a two-year study, it has shown they lose about 8,000 people uh-huh. based on Power 5 mm-hmm. opponents versus non-Power 5 hmm. opponents. So it is definitely starting to take effect. And here's the thing, that I it never even crossed my mind as to why people, why the conference now is so um, into scheduling. It's becoming too expensive to schedule uh, lower-ranking opponents. Right, because usually, usually that payout is like <laughs> over a million, and I think I saw recently Alabama's playing playing New Mexico State. I think it's like one point seven million or something that well, they have to. They paid one point nine to Western right. Kentucky, Southern Miss, and Utah State. Um, Auburn had to pay the same amount to UMass. Georgia had to pay it to Kent State. Mm-hmm. So the, it's right around $2 million. And plus, when you offset it with the uh, lessened attendance, whether the tickets are bought or not, you still ain't selling no cold drinks and jerseys you, to an empty can seat. Can you explain how, how that works? Like, why why does the home team have to pay money to the visiting team? Because it's a guaranteed loss. You have to give that school something. Right. Because you're booking, you're booking that... Team. Yeah, sorry, Alabama knows it's got a hundred thousand <laughs> seats to sell, so fifty dollars a seat. Yeah, that adds up to I don't know five million dollars. So the Alabama knows that win, lose, or draw, we're taking that money, 
and then they have to give that money to an opponent to come play because that team is forfeiting a home game to play. Taking so if, and an ale, and, and they're, they're taking, taking the ale. So if Walsh. you have to compensate a team for coming to lose to you at home, sure. Why is it a draw for USF to have Alabama come to them? And do they pay Alabama to go to Tampa? I don't know if they're going to pay Alabama to uh, go to Tampa, but it would definitely be a draw for for them. They're they're going to sell out that game. Got it? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, they they won't pay. They won't pay Alabama. That is your USF is saying we're going to sell tickets. We're going to sell out because Alabama's coming. So the the not every away game to a non conference opponent is a paid game. Like these home and homes are just trade offs, mm-hmm. right? Like you yeah. come here, we'll go but there. These one offs, the trade off is I guess you know, yeah, you're going. That makes sense. Yes, you know you're going to have a sellout because a, a big ticket, a big brand team is. So coming. those um, those teams that are basically held up as the generic. Oh, we're playing. Who are you playing? Western mm-hmm. Kentucky or who? You, directional yeah, state. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Are their athletics departments essentially just funded on going to lose in other states? I think so. I think this pays the bills for football yes. and then volleyball yeah. and yeah. men's tennis, That's girls' crazy. golf. That it, it pays for everything. I, I would be really interested to see how many schools have that as their number one revenue generator, as opposed to like merchandise, mm. tickets. Most sales. of those, yeah. most they're not going to draw. You know, you play, you take a team like. Western Kentucky, who might play three of those games in a year. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of those teams, their records aren't, you know, the eight and four home and away mm-hmm. that uh, Alabama has or something mm-hmm. like that. It's, you know, probably six and Absolutely. six. Absolutely. And I think. I'll- and that has always been my argument when every, you know, every year before rivalry week, when ESPN spends a week telling us how shitty the SEC is because, oh my God, it's Cupcake City. That's always been my counter argument is guess what, boys? We are funding the rest of the world. <laughs> this league is fun. We are subsidizing everybody else. And if you take that money away, then those programs are going to suffer. There's just there's no replacement for two million dollars for a game. You just, you're not going to find that in the couch cushions of the of the uh, universities. I would also maintain um, that if you if there are two championship games in two years that include two SEC teams, maybe the SEC is not that bad. Yeah, and the the other <laughs> portion of it as a uh, not just the money involved is uh, you know Western Kentucky or North Texas whoever. Uh, when they play in Alabama or Georgia or in LSU, is they get to be on TV. Yeah. Uh, so they get to pimp out their to recruits like, pimp hey, it up, pimp you know, it up. Uh, we play these good opponents every year. So if you're really good, the NFL will notice. Like if you are a left tackle and yeah, you sure. you hold your own against Alabama's defense, then it's yeah. a big it's a big selling point for them as well. I mean the. Uh, <clears throat> it might be more coincidence than not, but you know the. Uh, Auburn was on national TV playing Alabama A and M this year, sure. and their one of their tackles was taken in the first round. Yeah, it was held up yep. as probably the second worst pick in the in the first round. <laughs> However, <laughs> but he still got that money. It's so, Bulldogs. Are you guys but, on board with a two for one approach? Would you like to see more of this and less of Mercer and less of Liberty on the schedule? Uh, I I think South Florida is nothing. So do it with with a school that's a little bit bigger than that. But I don't know who like Houston. Maybe I, I yeah like that's the yeah. thing like where do you go you can't like you said you can't play Oklahoma well I mean we'd be talking about like non power five sure teams. yeah I mean I have a couple of so, ideas if you guys want to listen no so, no Circle Hankins, what do you think about this <laughs> my ideas are uh, for a two for one I'm trying to think of 
teams that draw eyeballs. Mm-hmm. That's that's important to have jersey colors, a little bit of history. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would also be a neat sort of destination to go to for a fan. Yeah. So, like, Arkansas State, that ain't going to cut it. No. But my ideas are one of the service schools, so Army, Navy, or Air Force. Sure. Okay. And then yeah. my other choice would be Boise State. But 10 years ago, I would have been very anti. Yeah. We ain't going to play on no blue field. Yeah. But they have <laughs> earned it, UCF. They have earned my respect, and they are going to earn <laughs> even though they're like just my has-beens money. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But has-beens still, without the coach, but that still, I think that would be geographically a different sort of venue and whatever. Uh, let's. St- I do like the service school angle because a lot of schools, especially in the Southeastern Conference, that's going to that will matter too. Sure, They'll, people will be. Yeah, you play that around September 11th, and you need you know Absolute, yada yada yep. veterans. Everyone stand up, yada yada. I think that would it does a and lot it of goodwill. Fit nicely, everyone stand up, you know, because <laughs> Veterans Day is that's usually about the time we're getting to rivalry week. Yeah, you actually could make that, you know, you, that there will be three SEC schools going to all the service. That's actually a really good that would idea. be really cool. Yeah, um, if we could have three SEC schools yeah. per year, I would. I obviously would boycott those games, but you know, <laughs> different. That's a different. But would they go but to the, West Point? Would they go to Annapolis? Yeah, would they two go for to one. But you get Colorado. Yeah, sure, every sure. Single, oh, yeah. Two for one. Two for ones. Yeah, two for sure. ones. Of course, Hankins. Do you have any yeah. teams they, that you want to see? See, that's the thing. It is so hard. Like Boise State's the perfect example because if the schedules are built out so far, if we had scheduled Boise State when they were hot and it would have mm-hmm. looked cool. Yeah. They would have cooled off by now. That Louisville game was sexy as shit <sighs> when they had a quarterback. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's hard. It is very hard to do this, and you can't. I can't expect these teams to go play giant Power Five uh, home and homes after they go play the neutral site yeah. game. You, so I can't expect to play the neutral site game against Texas and then play USC in you know week five. So that's you know that's just pie in the sky crazy stuff. Um, I don't know, like Hawaii. I always thought was really neat when they that's did that. Yeah, yeah. But again, you're going to get clowned because Hawaii may or may not be strong. Um, and Alabama did a two for one with I them, would, but it was a reverse two for one. We played two yeah, in yeah. Hawaii, and yeah. then they had the return. Well, that's because we couldn't go to a bowl. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I would like to see them. Just pencil in, and again, this is kind of crazy too, but like pencil in the winner of Conference X. You know, if you win the, the conference following this year, year in three yeah. years, you'll play out. The following year will be great, be but cool. that's probably impossible yeah. because of the difference. But yeah, just, just that's what I think I would like to see is them establish relationships with other conferences. Yeah. And so it becomes a traditional thing. Um, that, oh, we know that if so and so wins this, then they're going to play Alabama week five in two years or whatever, however the math works out. I think that would be neat, and that would – then you could say, hey, they were good when we scheduled them. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't blame me for playing this shit team. Um, they were good when we scheduled yeah. them. What is also odd in this article is – and I mean, it's not odd, but it is it is uh, something to point out, that the teams in the SEC that are really taking scheduling more seriously and are trying to do better are also the teams that are already very, very, very good. Like Kentucky ain't playing nobody. That's, yeah, yeah, that's They're, true. Till twenty twenty two, you know, their schedule is just four directional U's, um, and or three directional U's and Louisville. 
because that's their rival. Um, and Louisville's down right now. And they get, you know, that's a tough spot for them because they need every win they can get to get bowl eligible. And Louisville was the powerhouse. So this whole thing is hard. Yeah. It is very, very well, I mean, hard. It de- and then on top of that, you play an SEC schedule. It, de- to it depends on, you know, teams being consistent. And these days you have maybe 10 teams that are consistently winners every single year for a decade. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to, these days, you know, we talked about what we think the playoffs are going to be next year, and it's going to be, take your pick, the four out of the same six teams, probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what are y'all's feelings on the neutral site big opener? Because I love them, and I think that that's about as good as it can get realistically um, with the distance that schedules are made. But I think these openers that, where Alabama plays in the in the Georgia Dome, or you know somebody goes out to Texas or Georgia Dome. Jesus Christ, what year is this? <laughs> um, the Mercedes Benz Stadium. Um, but I love those stupid things, and a lot of people seem to not like them. I, I like them when to start out, but Alabama's done it every year. It needed to. There needed to be more gaps between them. Uh, mm, so you like them as a sort of a a, a tease a little, a little every every once or two or three years yeah. but it's it's happened so often where Alabama's playing in Atlanta or Dallas and then Atlanta or Dallas Atlanta Atlanta Dallas Atlanta Atlanta it's just too much do it every year i i, I don't care like oh. i if, if if we're playing yeah i am every year if, do it if every we're year. playing like a ho hum michigan team in 2012 mm-hmm. if we're playing a ho hum virginia tech team in 2014 whatever mm-hmm. um if we're playing a guaranteed win against louisville in 2018 do it every year like it's it's a new team um and if it's you know i I, I I think that every single year that they're playing at, at Jerry World or, or wherever, um, that they're getting more eyeballs to more recruits and more people who will buy a, buy a, a cap or a T-shirt in you know Montana or something like that. Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me propose this idea to you, Free. You're a student of the game. I'm listening. He truly is uh, lover of college football. What if a, a gentle of lover of college football? A gentle mm-hmm. lover. <laughs> Careless Whisper is playing every single time he loves college football. <laughs> Dick, all right, let's set the, let me set the stage for you, free. It's September first. Scene opens. Big old crane shot. Rose petals. There stands, framed in the center of the shot. Touchdown, Jesus. But it's like a misty Elizabeth Taylor South lens. Bend. You're in South Bend, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Out of the tunnel comes charging the Georgia Bulldogs. Okay, okay. That's what's going to happen in the beginning of Out of the other tunnel comes charging <laughs> the Texas Longhorns. What? what? That's not Notre Dame. So not. We're uh, going to historic college football sites. To play neutral site games at other love it at, at mm. other team stadiums. Love it. I don't dislike it, but I don't like it. I'm neutral. <laughs> Just like the site. Just like the site. Yeah. That's true. I think that's an interesting idea. Uh, it's just it's just taking these preseason games from whatever NFL stadiums is to college stadiums. Yeah. But I don't know if you get enough. I don't know. It seems like you're just putting on someone else's clothes and walking around in it. <laughs> and I would know that those ain't uh, yo clothes. Also, I don't know if uh, Tuscaloosa would qualify for quote unquote historic. 
Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Tuscaloosa makes it. I think it would. Notre be, Dame, the Big I House, think it'd be South Bend, uh, USC, the, the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Um, I think it would. You know. Um, who else? Fits you don't need ball? a lot. You need like uh, five the, or less. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You just need. And five places that are big city adjacent, th- so that it is. I think is my a my problem with it is if you don't have Notre Dame play in there, the mystique of that stadium, the history just doesn't. Come yeah, I wonder across. if Notre Dame would let that happen. I bet you they would. Oh, nobody would, would have got a This cut, is a crazy though. pipe dream. Yeah. Um, if I could, if I could choose two schools to go two for one with. Oh yeah, baby. Both related to Boise. Okay. One is that other team in like New Mexico that has the red field. Yes, they is are. It think, just New Mexico? I think they're Division Three or something. But oh, I know who you're talking about. I do know who you're talking well, about. Well, that wouldn't work. Um, number two is I don't know if they still exist because I think they were the only team in a conference for one year. <laughs> okay, but the Idaho Vandals. <laughs> Idaho still exists, and they play in like a weird dome. Yeah. Go to Moscow, Idaho, mm-hmm. in the yep. Vandal Dome or whatever it is that mm-hmm. seats like seven thousand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. they were the m- most fun school to pick in NCAA. Yeah, football. I think. I think another good West team is UNLV, baby. So your fans get to go to Vegas. Sure, you know? sure. That'd be, Vegas, that'd be interesting. That, but yes. Give every well, opportunity okay. for football there players be, to get in well, trouble. Shit. And then the new Oakland Raiders stadium is out there. So you yeah, know, I was going to say, there will be there. a new stadium there. Yeah. So that's going to happen. Yeah, that will that, happen. That will Absolutely. happen. Hmm. We're in Vegas for the gr- GOAT, the greatest opening of all time. Right. Every year. Who are the, uh, what are the, the kickoff classics this year? It's Georgia, uh, Notre Dame. Well, that's like, no, that's like second or third week, though. Oh, yeah. It's not that, the first and week. And that's not at a neutral site. Oregon and Auburn play in Texas. Oregon and Auburn, that's the, that's the big, big one. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's going to be interesting. And then Alabama plays Duke in Atlanta. That's it's cool. not big. That's I heard Zion Williams is going to play quarterback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think that we've reached a stopping point here in our quest to hit two for one. Hankins, did you have anything else? I mean, I got some blind resumes if y'all want them. Let's do one blind resume mm-hmm. and uh, cut it for the week. So hit the theme. Blinded by the light. Held up like a loop. by the portal of the night. Blinded by the light. Held up like a loop. by the portal of the night. God, I hope there's a theme. <laughs> There will be now. If you say if you say hit the theme, that means there's a theme. <laughs> uh, by the way, I still have to say, you know, uh, the, the jury's still out on what we just heard, but the best one was the when Hank, when Freezer was doing his like blank of the week. Oh yeah, and during Halloween with the Halloween theme behind it, going into. A wonder, uh, it's a what a wonderful sure. world. And that was the January dream oh. or nightmare because Michael Myers was Fuck. the nightmare of Halloween. I, I'm getting chills right? just talking about it. I haven't heard it in six months and I'm getting chills. <laughs> it's so funny. Why don't we have more listeners? All right, Hankins. Hit. What is the blind resume of All the right. week? All right, boys. The program sounds promising right now. The OC has brought a thunderbolt of energy to a program that was beginning to feel stale. There's enough talent in place to start uh, starting with a deep and experienced offensive line to make a run at a playoff spot. The defense did lose four big-time players to the NFL, but there remain enough pieces, especially in the secondary, to produce another nasty group. 
No doubt some tweaks need to be made to avoid getting exposed like they were late I think last I know year. Who it is. But they have a good shot this year. Who do you think that is? So I I know I'm wrong on both points, but sure, sure, I'm, sure. I'm I'm getting drawn to the new OC. Mm-hmm. So initially I'm thinking Alabama or Ole Miss, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't say a playoff run for Alabama because it's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. And Ole Miss, that's not, it's not in, their, in their future. Lost four players. Mm. Miss, does Mississippi State have a new? Why am I stuck in the SEC? I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's not <laughs> SEC, though. Yeah. I have a good guess, though, but I'm going to wait for Sean to tease it out. Tease out that team, baby. Like I'm doing a girl's hair in the 80s. Yeah, tease it, tease it out. It get it a out. comb, get a brush. Um, get a little Vidal Sassoon up in there. <laughs> Oh, new OC, uh, USC. I'm, I'm saying it's USC. I'm going to guess Michigan. USC. Michigan. Michigan is, and as always, yes, free ruins the game yes, baby. with his super brain. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> they are very excited about Gaddis to come in there and get him all. get Shea oh, yeah. Patterson, Wait, look, look whatever, the next step, whatever. Patterson, it ain't going to happen. Patterson's, he's there one more year. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, all right, here's a thing we can do for the next few little weeks is we can now take our time to predict Michigan's record. Okay, yeah, roll roll through that year. schedule, and we'll give you W's and L's. Let me let me uh, pull up that beautiful bean footage real quick. Roll that beautiful bean footage. But I, yeah, I forgot Gaddis was one of ours for a brief time. Yeah. But I guess at this point, every coach on every team used to coach for us. I know. Sab- with the amount of turnover that we've had in the past four years, uh-huh. Saban's coaching tree is a goddamn Amazon. Yeah. Like, it is. I, I know Michigan this year, and Sean's going to pull up the schedule. I know they play Army, I think, in week one. Week one. Open up. Yeah, you go. You got it, Sean. Uh, the, the Blue Raiders. Oh, MTSU. Oh, from U- MTSU. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah. One to uh, no. Dub. Army comes to town the following week. That's going to be the, the cutesy, smartsy. Army's going to upset them, but it won't happen. No. It's going to be 2 0 Michigan. Yeah, I think you're right. This is the you. team that took Oklahoma to overtime. Yeah, last and year, they'll probably play them close and lose by less than 10. But as, as I put Alabama on upset alert against Duke, I'm putting Michigan on upset alert. Okay, okay. But still 2-0, and you say? I'm going to call that an ale. I'm going to call that an I, I, too, am calling that an I'm, I'm calling that y'all an Y'all are nuts. All right. I'm at 2-0. Y'all are at 1-1. One 1-1. And one. One and one. Uh, after that, Michigan travels to Madison, Wisconsin to play another 11 o'clock game uh, against uh, the Badgers. 3-0 uh, Michigan. Michigan will never, I mean, Wisconsin will never get me again. No. I'll never pick them to win another no. game. <laughs> Which is why I'm going... <laughs> Two and one. Okay. Okay. Uh, Rutgers comes to town. Four and zero, oh, baby. No, that's a dope. Yeah. <laughs> so Hankins are we're both at three and one, I believe. Correct. Um, yes. Iowa visits Michigan week five. Uh, Iowa's always tricky. Um, but I'm gonna say Michigan five and zero. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna say four and one. I think they win that. Four and one. one. Uh, then they go to. One of the Uh-oh. one of the hardest places to play in the Very nation. Very true. Very Uh-oh. true. Not the Carrier Uh-oh. Dome, mm-hmm. but the Lovey Smith Memorial, Lovey Smith's Career Memorial, because it's dead. Football Stadium. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not the Carrier Dome. <laughs> Michigan goes to Illinois on October 12th. Win. Uh, it's a win. It's a win. Th- this isn't a bit for me. I'm gonna abstain from any comment. So, <laughs> you, not even to say it's a win. Okay. Okay. 
Michigan and a squeaker. <laughs> <laughs> so we're five and one. We'll 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 give Freezer that win too because we know what he would have said. Uh, after that, Michigan goes to Penn State. Six and zero or seven and zero. They're still undefeated. Okay. For me, for me, I don't know about y'all. To Penn State, I think they win. Yeah. At Penn State, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna give a uh, a qualifier on this. If the skies are clear, Michigan wins. Mm. Get some if we if we get some wacky weather though, I will. What I, month? I retain the opportunity. October nineteenth. This is still early. It's still mid October, mid-October, so it's not really going to be cold and yeah. snowy or anything. No. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give Michigan that one. So you guys are at Michigan. The only loss so far being that Army team in week two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Notre Dame. At Notre Dame. Comes to town. Notre goes to Ann Arbor. Dame. I'm going to say Notre Dame wins. I'm going to put Michigan at seven and one. Me too. Six and two. I think so as well. Didn't we mourn the loss of this series like three years ago? It does. They go Wasn't through ebbs and flows. They're like, oh, we're not going to play this anymore. Yeah. It's the last one for a while. It's just like that lasted six months. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It was a very short funeral. It was the last time that year they played. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, after that, Michigan goes to Maryland. Win eight and one or wherever we're at. Seven, yeah. You guys are probably seven and two. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Hankins. This is Mike Loxley's. Yeah. Like yeah. A, Maryland. Okay. Michigan okay. State. That's a uh, November sixteenth comes to town. What's always a wacky game. That's a dub for Michigan, baby. I agree. <laughs> I agree because I think yeah. like this year that they beat the shit out of Michigan State. This Michigan year. State might win, uh, might score more points, but then like the ref will come onto the field. And deduct one one hundred points for every uh, person that was molested or sexually assaulted. Sure, and they should. Um, <laughs> in East Lansing, is that yeah. where? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Michigan East will Lansing. win thirty-one to negative six hundred million. Okay. <laughs> so right now we all have Michigan in pretty good shape if they close out the season to like win their division and go to the Big Ten championship. But there's well, still we two got, games we on got deck. Two more games left. Sure, they go sure, to but Indiana. They're, they're in really good shape right now. They go to Indiana because my only loss is non-conference, and your only losses are non-conference losses. They go to Anton Randall L. That's a win, though. That's a win. That's so a win I have too. them at ten and one <clears throat> going into the last game, and you guys I'm nine, nine and two. two. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> then the big game, the big house, the big whatever. Mm-hmm. Seems like they have a lot of home What is games? the name of this game? Ohio State, Michigan. I is there a name? Yeah, that's about it. The game? The game. I think it's the game. Oh, yeah. I thought that was Harvard and Yale. Yeah, I think it is. I think yeah, there's a lot of the game. Uh, Michigan is 9-3 and because Ohio State will never lose to Michigan ever again. Yeah, it doesn't matter what happens. Ohio State has their number. They've won like 10 in a row by double digits like all every time. Doesn't matter who's the coach. Doesn't matter if Ohio State doesn't have a coach. Uh, it's a loss for Michigan. So 10 and 2 for me. 9 and 3 for me. Because it's the thing that I need to happen most, Ohio State will lose. Whoa. <laughs> Just despite me. That's all it is, is to spite me to keep Harbaugh around. Ohio State drops this stupid. Well, game. I know I'll be rooting for Michigan anyway. So Michigan but. would be ten and two in Hankins' book and playing in the Big Ten championship, and I bet you they'd be getting that playoff rub because they have a tough non-conference schedule. They'd probably be on the outside looking in, but they'd have a shot. If probably. they're eleven and one, yes. Mm-hmm. If they're ten and two with a loss to Army, no. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I forgot. One of them is to Army. So, so yeah. I think the takeaway is everything hinges on week two against Army. Apparently because so. Because that schedule so. seems like every one of their games was at home, especially the tough ones, other than Ohio State. Michigan and Ohio State are in the same division. Division. Correct. Yeah. So if they beat Ohio State. They would have been in the driver's seat in 100%. If they lose to Ohio State. They're essentially a game and a half back in yeah. the division. Yeah, sure. At least. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, hmm. We're all pretty high on Michigan. Uh, what's high, though? Nine and three? Like, they'll they'll win the division, they'll yeah. go to whatever, like, the fucking yeah. Outback or whatever. Yeah. Whatever's the... They might even get pushed out of the, the top... Hmm. Top four, hmm. top five, whatever. And nobody bitches at them for their schedule. There ain't no meat on this. I don't bone. know. Army, Army and Notre Dame. That's not bad. Army. Yeah. And they play nine conference <laughs> games, so, you know... Yeah. Middle Tennessee isn't isn't terrible. Yeah, one of those conference games is against Rutgers and Illinois and Illinois <laughs> and Illinois <laughs> and also Indiana, right? So and Maryland. Come on, let's not let's not shit ourselves. <laughs> oh man! Well, that's uh, episode one twenty of uh, Throw the Flag, guys. Thanks for listening. You know, if you like what you heard, tell your friends. Do you want to? Do you know why they should tell our friends, their friends? Uh, we thrive on word of mouth. We thrive on word of mouth. That's mm-hmm. correct, Freezer. Uh, we thrive on what that mouth means. If you would like to listen to our other shows, uh, you can go to ttfnetwork.com. If you'd like to support us in a more personal way, you can do so at patreon.com slash ttf. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash ttf. Tango, tango, foxtrot. See you next week for episode 121. Away from home. And you were singing the song, you'll never walk alone.